How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Joining us now is... The adorable Celia Jan. She is uh, dealing with acute lymphoblastic leukemia. Her mom, Nicole, is here as well. Nicole, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Uh, tell us a little bit about Celia and her story. Um, so Celia, she was actually diagnosed overseas. Um, we were living in Pakistan at the time. Um, Celia is half Pakistani. Her father lives over there. Um, so we had just gone back after visiting my mom and dad over the summer and um, she didn't really have many symptoms. Um, she basically just had a fever that wouldn't go away. And so it was just um, the middle of COVID. We didn't want to take her to the hospital. Um, and so we ended up taking her after like four days and the fever just kept coming back. We would give her like um, Tylenol, ibuprofen, just to kind of bring it down. And so we ended up bringing her and they told us that, you know, she's going to need a blood transfusion. We were like, oh, why? And we didn't have any clue, um, you know, what was to come. And so we ended up um, in the ICU over there for about 30 days where they had given her her induction. Um, and basically, they didn't give her enough chemo when we were over in Pakistan. Um, the doctors had adjusted her dose. And so we ended up becoming high-risk um, patients because of that and so she almost relapsed and that was um, one of her like bigger parts of her diagnosis um, but once we got to Dana-Farber it was amazing like everybody took such amazing care of us and you know I remember we were coming over around Christmas time um, we had gotten there and I was just you know really overwhelmed I didn't want to celebrate um, she was only three at the time so she was also overwhelmed um, yeah. <laughs> trying to like kick the doctors and bite them she's like stop touching me and you know just really didn't want to be there but um she was great once she got over to the jimmy fund um she started loving the hospital like it was a complete 180 um you would think that you know she would be not trusting after like you know such a different environment in pakistan um the hospitals are not the same over there um but it was just, it was such a, like, a breath of fresh air to be able to go someplace and for her to look forward to going there and, um, you know, just being a kid playing with, like, toys and Play-Doh and, like, tablets and stuff over there. Like, it, it doesn't feel like you're in a hospital mm -hmm. when you're in the Jimmy Fund. It's amazing. And so what's the current treatment plan like? What is, what did her weeks look like? Um, so Celia right now, she's in maintenance right now. Okay. So this is um, basically she gets chemo every single day orally at nighttime. Um, and then she gets in her port, um, in her chest, she gets once a week um, chemo through there. And then her protocol is a little different um, than 
most of the protocols that the other kids are on in the clinic because she's on an older protocol. It's kind of like a tried and true, um, not a clinical study. Um, but that was because she was um, deemed high risk, so they didn't want to, you know, they wanted to do something they knew was going to, like, hit it hard. Um, so then she gets um, not every month, but almost every month. They take one month off every um, three or four months where she gets a lumbar puncture where they'll put her under anesthesia and they'll put it into her spine. Um, and that is just to kind of make sure that, you know, they get everywhere because, you know, the cancer can go and it can travel in different places in your body, like in the brain. And to get past the blood-brain barrier is, um, you know, a little difficult. But that's their best way of getting there is through the spine. You know, to hear you talk about the difference from her at three years old where she's a little rowdy. Yeah. To now being able to handle the treatment. She's still a little rowdy. Okay. I get it. But <laughs> she's more comfortable there. But, yeah, right. She's not, yeah. But, yeah. but that's also the comfort level of Dana Farber and the Jimmy Fund and the yes. fact that you, you, it's a community there. Oh, and, absolutely. And I'm sure for you, it had to put you at ease knowing that they had the ability to get done what they needed to get done, even though, as we said, she could be a little rowdy. Yeah, and they're amazing with the kids, especially, um, especially the smaller kids kids who are scared to get their ports accessed it's a big needle it's like a straw um, because blood is thick mm. so you can't do the small needles it's a big one you have to do like you know numbing cream and stuff it's it's a lot for them emotionally um and you know she has become such a professional at getting her port access that uh, when we did have a vna she has since um left us because she moved on to a different career but when we did have a vna she was asking me um if we could use Celia as like an example for someone who's learning how to access a port because she's so good at it now. She's, she's amazing. And, you know, she's, she's really like blown my mind at how well she handles this diagnosis. But we also try to not really tell her too much because I feel like she's too young to understand. Um, And also I don't want to stress her out. You know, like when you tell a little kid they're sick, they're like, Oh, I'm sick. Like, and so they don't, they don't really understand, um, you know, at this age. And I think that I don't want to, I don't want to put too much pressure on her. I, I try to hide it. She thinks that cancer is like brown hair. She's like, she right. walks up to people in Dana Farber and she's like, I have cancer. And I'm like, whoa, They're like, yeah. <laughs> you might not want to drop that bomb on them. Like They're we're just like, in the elevator, okay. yeah. <laughs> but she doesn't, she doesn't know. Um, so, and I also, I think it's a blessing that she was so young when she was diagnosed because she's just breezed through her treatments and she hasn't really even been half her life right or more give or take um yeah just just amazing what kind of stuff is she into right now and i see she got her horses so that's one thing yeah what else she um she loves horses she loves bluey she loves bluey patrol rich is a girl new season of bluey is fantastic don't even get me started yeah seriously (laughs) i love bluey me and my husband (laughs) We only will watch Bluey. Bluey is like the one TV show that we could put on and she could walk away. So it's keep approved? 100%. It's like, oh, you want to watch Bluey? Perfect. And they leave. (laughs) They leave the room, but you keep watching. Oh, yeah. I'll watch the whole season. It's awesome. There are episodes where I'm crying. (laughs) This just turned into like, this turned into promotion for Bluey. No, (laughs) but they don't need it. I mean, that is a popular program, but yeah, good choice. Yeah. (laughs) So she's she's into everything, though. Mm -hmm. She's five, so she loves everything. We just had a Blue's Clues birthday. Nice was living her best life. Um, I think she's had more candy on her birthday than she did in her <laughs> entire life. There you go. Yeah. She's talking about what she, she got, got a for cheetah? her birthday. A cheetah? Yeah. What? Wow. 
cheetah stuffy. Pretty okay. good. Yeah. Yep. An actual cheetah. I was going to say, an actual that. baby cheetah. <laughs> I Courtesy was like, wow. of Auntie Alicia. Yeah, there you go, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, that was great. Uh, so, uh, I mean, cute as a button for crying out loud. She and is. do you feel like she's kind of come out the other side now? Like, do you feel that? I know a lot of people have told us today yeah. that when they walk into Dana-Farber and the Jimmy Fund, hope springs it's yes. like wow you look around and it's like okay it's going to be okay yes do you feel that with her so i definitely i definitely feel better after coming to the dana farber um that was a huge shift for me because my first brush with cancer diagnoses was in pakistan in that icu and um a lot of the kids over there were dying and so it was really scary for me i had never like seen any kid with cancer before in my life like I've heard on the radio I was listening to you guys earlier um, one of the moms was saying like this is something that happens to somebody else like not your family right and that's the same thing with us I mean I was I was young when she was diagnosed I still am young I'm only 28 so for me kids with cancer wasn't on my radar you were almost a kid to yourself I, in a way I'm yeah. still a kid that is true <laughs> I guess I gotta get on board with Bluey. Here. Like, right? have you have you but given yourself a chance to take a breath at all during all of this? I think definitely, yeah. We've we've been able to breathe a lot more now that she's in maintenance. Mm -hmm. We've had a lot of um, her blood counts not recovering, and we've had a lot of inpatient stays. Um, and it just it feels like we're making up for all of you know what we missed in Pakistan, um, what we didn't get for chemo, and I had a lot of distrust with doctors before this because they changed her chemo i didn't and think of that yeah, yeah it, it was hard because um you know he our doctor in pakistan got his degree in the united states and i i think that he had never picked up a book ever since and he just thought he can do whatever he wants he's like we adjust the doses as we see fit uh, and and that time i'm like oh okay well you know you know you're the doctor right but over here at dana farber and children's they're so open they talk to you about everything any small change in their prescription any you know different types of symptoms that they're having they invite you to do rounds when you're inpatient they'll knock on your door and say hey do you want to join us for rounds and we're like yeah absolutely like they're you're a part of your child's healthcare team and so that was a really big difference for us um just being able to be open with our doctors and you know all of our team, they all know me. I'm, I'm like always nervous about something. They're like, it's okay, Nicole. Like, it's okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, but they yeah, still but take me needed. seriously. Yeah, but right? Exactly. So they know that I, I overreact sometimes, but they also take all of my concerns seriously at the same time. So they know how to calm me down, but they also know, okay, you know what? Maybe you're right. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, we'll check this out. And so that's something that really made a huge difference to me. Um, and you know, they're, phenomenal with her too like anytime she has a bad day they kind of take the wheel and they distract her and we have like child life specialists that are available to us at all times and she plays with them and you know it's it's amazing there you guys i don't know if you've been in there but you oh, would yeah. love oh, it yeah, yeah for it's, sure it's, it's amazing it is. i actually tell the adults when we're in dana farber they yeah. they feel sad for us when we walk in like if we're in the elevator with other people they're like oh Poor thing, and I'm like, no, she is, is no, she is happy. Yeah, She's yeah. happy here. Don't yeah. worry about her. I was like, 
if you guys need a little pick-me-up, just come down to the Jimmy Fund. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. I, it's probably a lot more dismal on the adult <laughs> side. <laughs> but it's also amazing, too, that, uh, that you can feel that level of comfort considering what it was just like a year or two before. Yes. Where you had every reason to allow your mind to run in a pretty bad direction. Yeah, I actually, I do have a lot of worries about relapse um, because of, you know, her not getting that amount of chemo. Um, I think her prognosis is 80 to 90%. But in my mind, I'm like, okay, um, what about the 10 to 20%? Who are those kids? You know, what, what were the parameters? Why did they relapse? And so what scares me is that it's not 100%. And, you know, I think that there's a lot of research that still needs to be done. And I'm, we are very lucky that she has a cancer that is so treatable. Um, but I think that it's kind of a misconception that, you know, ALL is like a good cancer. You know what I mean? I don't mean? think there's such thing. Exactly. No, there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, we have a lot of people that tell us, you know, it's, it's going to be fine. She's going to be fine. And I'm like, I appreciate that optimism. Mm-hmm. But then in the back of my head, I'm like. But you're the mom. I know. Right. I know what can happen, and I know that, you know, it only took just a little bit of a tweak in her chemo for her to nearly relapse, and that scares me a lot. And, you know, I'm just, I'm so grateful for what we have here, for, you know, the facilities that we have in Boston, um, just to have a team that listens to us, to have the support that we do, to have the medicine I'm very grateful for everything, um, even the decorations on the walls. You know, yeah, like in, sure. in Pakistan, when we were in the ICU, it was very small ICU. There were only white walls. There were, you know, stains on the walls. Like you didn't know if they were it's bodily fluids yeah, or, not, you know, yeah. medications or you didn't know what it was. And it was a very small window. And it was just it was terrible. And I was so scared, and as soon as you, you know, go into children's hospital, you know, they have so many fun things for the kids, like the lights in the room, you turn on the lights, and it'll turn on, like, rainbow-colored lights, you know, like, mm-hmm. so fancy. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. And you understand why uh, people feel comfortable there. Uh, Nicole Jan and little Celia Jan, thank you for coming by. Thank and thank you. you for your story. We appreciate yeah, it. Thank, thank you. you. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. 
So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.